Hooray, hooray, it's Monday. And we all know what that means by now, don't we? Yes. I, Kevin, am going to talk to you, the wonderful listener, about the paranormal and ghosties. Hooray! I hope you've had a wonderful week so far. Well, it's Monday, isn't it? I suppose it's the start of the week. I hope you've had a wonderful couple of hours of the start of this week and may it long continue for the duration of the week. Nay, the month. Anyway, if you had a big bump then, that's because the neighbour's cat has um, just decided now would be the perfect opportunity to dive bomb approximately eight feet from the top of a bookshelf to the floor. And although she's only slight, when you've got kind of like sensitive recording equipment, you will pick up a boom in the background. Anyway, what are we going to do today? Well, we're of course going to give you a paranormal review so that you don't have to review anything for yourself because you're not a lunatic. And then we're going to do some paranormal stories that have been sent in directly by you, the listener. And it is my favourite part of the week, albeit on a Monday. Maybe I'm doing myself a disservice there. I mean, maybe because I say at the start of every Monday, this is my favourite part of the week, I'm subconsciously telling myself the rest of your week's going to be shit. Maybe... Maybe. Who knows? Anyway, we're going to do that too. And then hopefully we're going to have a Becca's Reddit Corner because she, as our Patreons learned only yesterday, has arrived back on terra firma. She is no longer abroad. She's back in the UK. She's back in the house and she's back telling us stories from that weird part of the internet known as Reddit. Reddit, really, if you want to pronounce it correctly. I couldn't even pronounce correctly, correctly. The irony. Anyway, first and foremost, let's say a wonderful big thank you to our Patreons. We love all of our Patreons, new and old, but when you're a new Patreon, not only do you get to support the show, not only do you get access to over 200 hours. 200 hours? Honest to God, I mean, that's about... I've worked it out and I think it's about 4,000 years. It's not... Um, but of content, we release two shows every week. One where I ramble, as you can clearly tell I like to do. And another where, obviously, we try and talk about the paranormal, myself and Becca. Yesterday was much more of a celebration of Becca returning, with a bit of paranormal thrown in. Um, you get all that, but you also get me singing your name as a thank you. The guitar is well and truly out. And for those of you with a musical ear, you'll notice it's capoed on the fifth. And I don't know why I've done that. I mean, I must have done it previously for some finger-picky exercise, maybe. Anyway, it'll stay there because I won't be bothered to move it. Now, we're going to do a little bit of a bluesy number. Now, sometimes at the start of a month, what Patreon does is it kicks people out. How dare it! But those people sign back up, so therefore they do get the privilege of their names being sung out once again. So we're going to say a big thank you to Wendy, to Raina Kirshner and to Rin Lemieux. And this song is for you. Wendy, Raina Kushner, Rin Lemieux. You've signed up to the Patreon, but you did not have to re-sign up. But now you're gonna get all those extra shows too. Oh, Wendy, Raina Kushner, Rin Lemieux. You've signed up to the Patreon, though you did not have to. But I'm glad you did, and you're getting all the extra shows and keeping the lights on, too. Ooh, thank you. I never got the thank you part in during the song, so I thought I'd throw it in at the end. And, um, yeah, it turns out you can't play blues realistically well on a fifth capo, because you're going to end up getting a chord like this. 
And nobody likes that code, except for maybe the devil himself. Anyway, thank you, guys. If you'd like to get access to all of those extra hours and hours of bounty, if you will, to binge, head over to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts. If you put in we need to talk about goats, you're going to be deeply disappointed, unless you, of course, want to talk about those four-legged sheep-like animals with horns and who are all, I have it on good authority, possessed by the devil. So maybe it is of interest, I don't know. But go over to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts. Anyway, shall we have a paranormal review? I think we shall. Hey, it's... What was that? Hey, hey, it's you. Hey, let's have a drink. Hey, they're on me. Hey, bartender. I don't know why I turned into that sort of person. Anyway, it's time for a paranormal review where I review something paranormal so you don't have to review it for yourself. And what are we going to do today? Well, we're going to look at... And I know you may go, what? We're going to look at Dracula. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Dracula. I don't mean as in... Um, I always get his name wrong. I always call him Bam Stroker. And that's not his name. I don't mean Bram Stoker's Dracula. Well, I do in a way. But the BBC version that's on Netflix, I've avoided it because I've seen a clip that I didn't like many moons ago when it was first released, which I think was 2020. And i seen this clip and I was a bit like, that's cheese. I'm not going to watch that. No way. And then with Becca being away, I needed to get into a series, but I couldn't commit to something which, which was like 43 episodes long, like Lost or something like that. And it turns out that this was only three episodes long, but an hour and a half each episode, which kind of put me off. It's like three films. It's a trilogy, if you will. Anyway, I sat through it. And when I say I sat through it, it was enjoyable. I got it. You know, it's a, a retake. It's not a retake, really. You know, it's the story as we know it. But it's a little bit, it's a little bit different. I don't want to give any spoilers away. If you know the Dracula story, you you know, you basically know what's going to take place. But it's so well done in parts that like, even though you know the Dracula story, I was still jumping at parts. And I know like, I'm not trying to say, and I don't jump. I know when a scare jump's coming. And I tend to know when a scare jump's coming, but I still jump, you know, I'm still a shit back. But um, it's, if you haven't already, if like me, You've seen it come up and thought, fuck off, Dracula. I've, we all know Dracula. What's next? The White Lady under a bridge. Anyway, um, so I didn't give it a go. I didn't give it the... Everyone around me was saying, watch it, it's amazing. Watch it, it's amazing. And I'm one of those people, like, it took me 10 years. Sorry for the t. It took me 10 years to watch Jurassic Park. And that's because in school, in primary school, junior school, in fact, when it first came out, everyone was going, oh, have you seen Jurassic Park? And because of that, something internally in me goes, no, don't want to. If you are all saying it's cool, then I want to rage against the machine and not watch it. So it took me 10 years to watch it. So we often wait. It turns out Becca's quite similar. So we often wait till something's fell out of favour. Like we've just started Game of Thrones. So it's unsurprising that I'm reviewing something from three years ago after it, the whole furora has died down about it. But it is actually quite good. And it's very good. Yeah, In my example, it's a perfect way to watch it. So I know it's quite specific, but if you're in a situation where you're like, okay, I've got a couple of days to myself, I want to get into something, but it, I don't want it to be where when my time gets refilled, I have to stop watching this. 
and maybe never go back to it. It's perfect in that sort of way because of its length. Three one and a half hour episodes. So, you know, put your feet up of an afternoon, watch an episode. I mean, I'm not dictating when you watch this. I'm just giving suggestions, you know. But yeah, it's everything you'd expect. Um, there are cheesy bits in it. There are bits where it's it's kind of aware of itself, which I was against. I don't think, to a point, I don't think a, a true terrifying story. Well, I know it's not true. You know, I know it's based on historical fact, allegedly. Vlad the Impaler, la la la. Um, is it based on the fact there was a blood sucking vampire? No, because there probably wasn't. Interesting use of the word probably there. You know. Because Kev believes all. Anyway, my point being is that a really good horror story shouldn't be aware of itself at any point, I don't think. I don't think it's cool. I don't think it's, you know, that part of it. And it's only happens once or twice. But, you know, for me, it's like if you're watching, I don't know, what's horrific. It's like if you're watching The Exorcist and Reagan looks at the camera, winks and goes, <laughs> I'm going to spew green stuff all over the priest now. Watch this. You'd be like, why'd you do that? So there's a couple of elements of that within it. But other than that, it was a bloody decent watch, to be fair. So my review for the BBC's version of Dracula, which is on Netflix, um, is two thumbs up. Are they to the sky? No. Can you do a lot worse? Yes. So if you've got the time, I know it's a very specific set of circumstances that you need to find yourself in, which also contain a lot, a lot of S's within that sentence. But if you do have that time, two thumbs up. Give it a watch. You can do much worse. Yes, it's now. It's normally my favourite time of the week, and it still is my favourite time of the week, because. but it's a bit different this week. So normally we do a listener story that's been sent in. Now, the difference here is one of our listeners has sent me a book. Now, the book they've sent, knowing that I like to talk about whales and me and Becca go caravanning in Wales and we love Welsh folklore and stuff. They've managed to find a book called Exploring Supernatural Wales by Alvin Nicholas and they've sent it to me. And I'm going to read out some stories that they've earmarked in the book to say this one I think you love, etc, etc. And I've never heard of them before, but I am aware of the locations and they're amazing. And just chilling in general. So, the first story we're going to hear today, and by the way, big shout out to Jenny from the States for sending this all away. Um, this is called The Wirral Witch Project. How spooky is that, eh? It's like the Blair Witch Project, isn't it, really? But The Wirral Witch Project. And I don't think it's based in the Wirral. The Wirral is an area which is over the water from Liverpool. So you've got where I live, Liverpool City Centre. Then if you walk about 10 minutes, you're at the dock and then there's the River Mersey and on the other side of the River Mersey is the Wirral. But I think the Wirral Woods is just named that and it's in Wales. Just to give you some background. Anyway, the Wirral Witch Project. Wirral Wood lies above the ruins of the 12th century Clathany Priory in the beautiful wild Vale of Uwas. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong deep within the Black Mountains of South Wales. So there we go, it's not within the Wirral. The origins of the Priory are said to be traceable to the 6th century Dewey Saint, Saint David, patron saint of Wales. Saint David was said to have erected a small chapel or cell on the site, which he used for prayer and meditation. The cell fell into ruin, and many hundreds of years later, a Norman knight 
by the name of William de Lacey stumbled upon the cell whilst out hunting. In brackets, some say he sought shelter during a violent storm. Whilst at the cell, de Lacey became a convert. He decided to live the life of a religious hermit and was soon joined by others who fell under the spell of the place. In 1108, a small church was built dedicated to St. David. Thus were the humble beginnings of the once great priory. So remote was Clathony that its isolation made it extremely vulnerable to attack. The location is a testament to the commitment of the people who worship there. Today, the isolated ruins attract visitors wanting to experience the wild and beautiful scenery and perhaps experience the spiritual atmosphere that has deeply affected so many throughout the ages. Well, that's all well and lovely, but let's get to the scary shit. It would seem that the attachment to this area persists beyond the grave in some cases. Ghostly monks haunt the ruins, and the mountain above the priory has its fair share of spooks and spectres. A man travelling from Clanthony to Longtown crossed the mountain and became lost in fog. A figure, wearing a large broad-brimmed hat and cloak, put him back on the path. The ghost did not speak, but simply led the man to safety and then disappeared. When visiting friends in Clathony at a later date, the man described his ghostly encounter and was told it was a man who'd been dead two years. Apparently, the dead man knew the mountain well. A local witch was supposed to have the power of turning into a crow and frequented the area. The old woman was a fortune teller and always wore a black shawl. She gained a reputation as someone who would supernaturally punish those that crossed her. It seemed her favoured dominion was above the Priory Ruins in Wirral Wood. Once, a group of schoolchildren were playing in the wood and saw the witch. They began to taunt her, and she turned into a crow and began to attack the children. The children ran towards the shelter of the Priory for protection and looked back only to see the figure of the old woman where the crow had just been. A shepherd once crossed the old woman to his cost, one day he came upon the old woman in his path whilst driving his sheep down a nearby mountain. The shepherd chastised her for being in his way, to which she responded with a very cold stare, but no words. From then on, every time he drove his flock through the wood, he and his sheep were harassed by a huge crow, until they crossed a stream to the north of the wood, a boundary which evil cannot cross. One moonlit night, the rector of Clathony saw the old witch standing in his churchyard surrounded by a group of figures. Moonlight shone straight through the bodies of these people, and he saw that she was conversing with the dead. In response to this, he crossed himself, put a lit candle in the window, and tied a red ribbon around his baby daughter's cradle as protection from evil. The bogs of the Black Mountains were well-known haunts of Will-o'-the-Wisps, and, like the ridges of Coity Mountain in Blenevon, they have their own hag as well as demonic crows. Sometimes, the crows of the mountains were known to put out travellers' lights, causing them to lose their way. Therefore, they were assumed to be in league with the devil. 
it would seem that the witch or the will-o'-the-wisps and the hags and the crows was somehow related, as their main purpose was to confuse, frustrate and endanger the lives of travellers. One Robert Williams of Langatok, Crickhowell, a substantial man of undoubted veracity, told the following tale. As he was travelling one night over part of Black Mountain, he saw the old woman, and at the same time found he'd lost his way. Not knowing her to be a spectre, he shouted for her to help, but receiving no answer thought she was deaf. He then hastened his steps, thinking he could overtake her, but the faster he ran, the further he found himself behind her. As he struggled to keep up, he found himself stumbling into a marsh, at which discovery his vexation increased, and then he heard the old woman laughing at him with a weird, uncanny, crackling old laugh. This set him to thinking she might be a gwill, and when he happened to draw out his knife for some purpose, the old woman vanished. Then he was sure of it, for Welsh ghosts and fairies are afraid of a knife. If you ever undertake the suggested walk through Wirral Wood, remember this. You will be surrounded on all sides, above and below, by all manner of wild and dangerous things. Now that's a fantastic, terrifying, old-fashioned story, and I love it. It's stories like that that got me interested in the paranormal. And um, if you're interested, a gwill means a night stalker or something similar a night terror. So basically something fucking petrifying that you'll need to pull a knife on. But it turns out Welsh spirits are afraid of knives. And yet we're trying to stop people from carrying them in this country. I suppose, imagine that as an excuse. The police pull me over. Why are you carrying a blade, mate? Well, funny story about a uh, Wirral Wood officer. Have you ever heard the story of the Gwill of Wirral Wood? He'd be like, get in the back of the van, you lunatic. Anyway, what a fascinating tale. And interestingly in this book as well, which leads me to think bigger things, which I won't go into, but we're looking to expand the show in some way, make it a bit visual maybe, do videos. What's fascinating about this book is that it gives you the route to walk. It tells you the GPS coordinates and there's like 25 walks where you can encounter these things. Now, am I too much of a shitbag to encounter these things? Yes, 100%. But with Becca, will that kind of balance it out? Probably. But will she have to do all the driving? Definitely. So I don't know. We'll have to see how that one plays out. Now, this final one of the book I love, because again, it's one of those stories that as a child would have made me go, fucking hell, I love ghosts and the spooky stuff. Listen to this. The way it's written is beautiful. It's kind of like, it's not ye olde English at all, because I think this book is like relatively recent. It's 2000s, but um, it's just done very well. Anyway. This is Witch's Lakes of the Beacons. Listen to this. At 2,907 feet, Penny Fan is the highest mountain in the Brecon Beacons and is the highest point in the British Isles south of Cadia Idris. Together with Corn Dew, this mountain forms one of the most prominent and spectacular sites in South Wales. Below the steep sides of Penny Fan and Corn Dew is a small circular lake called Llyn Chwym Clwch. Hope I got that right. A lake that is reputed to mark the location of a gateway to the underworld. In the Welsh fairy book, 
W. Jenkin Thompson's explain that at the foot of Penny Fan, the principal peak of the Brecon Beacons, is a lake called Clin Chwem Clich. I hope I do get that right. Overhung by frowning precipices, the home of croaking ravens, the only birds which will venture near the dark waters of the Mere. In very ancient times, there was allegedly a door in a rock which opened once a year on May Day and disclosed a passage leading to a small island in the centre of the lake. The lake was once the lair of an immortal druid witch of terrible power. She is said to have required 900 lives in order to become mortal. She preyed on the weak-willed, luring them to their death in the dark mountain waters. Perhaps she still does. The western areas of the National Park are less visited than the Central Beacons, and it is beneath an area of the Black Mountain known as Banu Sergar that one finds two mysterious lakes, Hlani Fanfar and Hlin Fanfach, the big and little fans. Hlani Fanfar was once considered sacred. Votive offerings from the Late Bronze Age and Early Iron Age were found here during the early 1900s. Both of these lakes lie in dramatic mountain amphitheatres, but it's Hlan Fan Fach that is attributed with the most enduring folklore. Hlini Fan Fach is the lake that gave birth to the Arthurian legend of the Lady in the Lake. In the 12th century, a local farmer is said to have married one of three women who emerged from the water. Their offspring became the famous healers, the physicians of Midfai. Up until the 19th century, huge crowds of people would visit the lake on the first Sunday of August to see the emergence of the water nymph, whose presence was heralded by a commotion in the water. An astonishing number of stories relate to the lake entity. Once, a man decided to find the lake nymph. He drained the water in the lake by cutting into the bank, but he encountered a huge hairy monster of hideous aspect. Wirt Sykes described these entities as the Gragged Anwen, or the Wives of the Underworld. Presumably, the lake entity still appears on the first Sunday of August. Dare you make her acquaintance? Don't challenge me, sir. I think I know where I'll be on the first Sunday of August. I, sir, will have packed a bag and will be recovering from my trip to Glastonbury and in no way will be I attempting to raise some spirit demon from a lake. I apologise in advance. Anyway, thank you so much, Jenny, for sending such a wonderful book. If you want to check it out, um, it's called Exploring Supernatural Whales. I think I imagine it's on Amazon. Everything is. But yeah, Exploring Supernatural Whales. The interesting thing is, especially if you're in the UK, it's got maps to where you can find these things, which I think is fascinating. So go check it out and give it a go. Anywho, I think it's time for the first time in a long time that we take collectively a visit to the dark, dingy, it's none of those things, area where Becca will regale us with a story from Reddit for the first time in months, weeks, and we'll see what she's got to say for herself as well. Hopefully she'll apologise for her absence. She won't, and if she heard me saying that, she'd batter me. Anyway, it's time for Becca's Reddit Corner. Ladies and gentlemen, now it is time for Paranormal Reddit Corner with Becca. 
And so it is with great pleasure that I announce the re-arrival of, uh, some would argue, an integral part of the show. Da-da-da-da. It is Becca. Yay. Who would argue against that? Um, idiots. <laughs> How have you been? Good. How was your five-week work in the Middle East? Successful. Successful? Yeah. Did you work, work a lot? I worked a lot. Yeah, it was very hard work. Were you up at seven and finishing work at past midnight? Yes. And didn't you get an hour off a week? Yeah, I got an hour off a week. Every week on a, it's a Friday treat, we started an hour late. You started even, an hour Yeah, it wasn't even late. an hour that we got in the evening to do with this week. So it was a, an hour off in the morning. I would not thank week. you for an hour off in the morning. If somebody said to me, do you want half a day on Friday? I'd be like, yeah. And they was like, fair, fair enough, yeah. It's the morning. You're coming in in the afternoon. I'd be like, fuck off. Yeah, literally over five weeks solid. But obviously you can't do that. So um, you did manage to do a red corner from over there. It is, you, yeah. You had a... You're welcome. A Kosovan... Always thinking, you see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, was it a Kosovan friend of yours? Yeah. Um, and you added a bit yesterday to the Patreons. The Patreons have already heard that, didn't you? Mm. Where you Only a tiny bit. You asked him if he chased this spirit upstairs and he laughed at you? <laughs> yeah. No, so at, at the end, the, the bit I forgot to add was when he was telling the story. And it ends, um, if you cast your mind back so many weeks, um, with him... In being very aware that something went up the stairs in his house, and yeah. he, he just got his stuff and left um, immediately. So I said, "Did you go up? Like, did you go upstairs?" And he burst out laughing, and he was like, "Did I go up? Did I go up?" As if like, as if to say, like, "Oh, right, yeah." Um, and he said, "No." Um, he said, "I'm not scared of things I can see." Fair enough. Fair. Yeah, which would imply he's like of a supernatural-minded type of cat. Um, anyway. We are here. We're very glad you're back. You've been missed. People have been checking in on me and stuff and asking how you're doing. It's very nice. And on the Patreon page yesterday, we had about four comments just saying, Becca, Becca. (laughs) So um, clearly you start your own little fan club there. Excellent. Um, But this is the story that we're going to be doing today from Reddit. Reddit Corner. Excellent. So if you want to give your long-awaited intro. Shall. Welcome to Reddit Corner with Becca. It's been a while. The title of this story is, I Think I've Been Possessed or Haunted. (gasps) No. Let's begin. Let's begin. So to start at the time I was around 11 or 12, I'm a person who loves mysteries and documentaries type of stuff. I loved learning about spiritual things. I would watch this one YouTuber. I think the name was Top 5. I'm not too sure. It would be Nukes. Nukes Top 5. Okay. But he would talk about things like Top 5 Scariest Things Caught on Camera. It's Nuke. He would post daily and I would watch his videos every single day. Um, just to say, he doesn't post fucking daily. You're lucky well, to get a video him. a month out of him these days. Well, maybe it's anyway. not him. Maybe. No, it is. So you've decided that it's someone and now you're disagreeing with this person's description. Yes. Okay. Entirely. I would spend hours at a time watching these videos and never get scared or frightened in any way. But one day, as I was watching one of his videos, I start to get this eerie feeling. I start to feel off and unreal. I then go through a a disassociative episode. It feels like I have to puke and I can't recognise myself. I shut my computer and start to flip. I was terrified to turn my computer on again after that. Until a few weeks later, I wanted to watch YouTube on my computer and it was my only device at the time. I turned my computer on and went to YouTube. 
and since I always watched the scary mystery videos, my recommendations were all filled up with them. As soon as I saw it, I immediately froze. I felt like I wasn't here and I was terrified. I got a sense of deja vu and pure terror and panic. I felt every emotion in my body and was uncomfortable. Once I snapped back, I shut my computer and was overwhelmed. I went to my mum crying and told her I was afraid. I was shaking and couldn't breathe straight. I was extremely paranoid after that. Something that day changed me. Now, years later, I still can't pull myself to watch those type of videos. Some of the fear has worn off, but I'm still worried that what happened will happen again. I still don't know why I reacted the way I did, and if anyone knows anything, please comment. Interesting. Now, there's been um, a few people who got in touch about, about regarding the dark paranormal who said they've had incidents happen whilst listening to the dark paranormal. So maybe there is something within media and you listening and watching media that scares you, that gets you into a frame of mind, which may make you more susceptible to these sorts of things. Right, sorry, this was the most misleading title. I think I've been possessed or haunted. No, you haven't. You scared yourself. You were 11 years old. You watched too many scary videos and got scared. There's no possession or haunting going on. You've just scared yourself too much. That That's... I, I mean, don't understand. You, There's no yeah, mystery here. Can you here. scare this yourself is... into a dissociative state where you don't recognise yourself and you're vomiting? Yeah, they've just, they've just. I've never scared. been that scared. I've never been that scared. Where I've looked in the mirror and went, "Who the fucking hell are you?" They've gone back to YouTube and then seen it and immediately froze and was terrified. Like you, you just scared yourself. Yeah, just a child who scared yourself with scary videos. Don't are there any, worry about it. Are there any There's comments no... that support your your view? Or any comments. Um, someone says, watching scary videos like that can put you in a suggestive state of mind where you, you start go. seeing ghosts in every shadow. Sounds like you got in your own head a bit. It happens to the best of us. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Who was that by? <laughs> Becca West 103 or something. <laughs> um, this other person says, that channel might be Nuke's top five. It is. Um, I too watch a lot of the stuff. Um, but I guess I'm going to stop after reading this. Seems a bit harsh to worry about it. Just, just don't it cost them a viewer. Um, someone says maybe it's a negative attachment not possession definitely not possession I don't understand why which can still be very detrit detrimental well uh, yeah detritus Um, detritus yeah detritus to your well-being body and spirit Um, I don't see how it's even an attachment though someone else says did you ever do more than just watch videos or were you planning to dabble in some other paranormal stuff Maybe a Ouija board or an attempt to communicate slash investigate the other side. Like, no, there's nothing about that in the story. Yeah, it's just they've watched it and got scared. Yeah. And I went to my mum crying and told her I was afraid. Like, that's all right. You got scared. Stop watching the videos. Yeah, yeah. And also, was you attempting, was you, you know, was you planning on doing something like that? Well, it doesn't matter if they was planning, if they didn't do it. Yeah. Like, I could be planning to do a Ouija board on Friday. It doesn't mm. mean the demons are going to get me now. Yeah. Like some of the fear has worn off, but I'm still worried that what will happen, what happens, will happen again. Well, it probably will because you've scared yourself. So just stay away from the videos. Yeah, I you mean, find I, I will there's no say, mystery here. I will say it is a bit mysterious that you could freak yourself out to the point of not recognising yourself. Maybe that's an underlying medical issue. You know, I mean, for them to mention dissociative state, that's a specific language. Yeah, but they're also eleven. At the time. Yeah, but. Yeah. Mind you, Nuke's not been going that long, I don't think. They, they, must, they must be a, a teen here. I, I, I would suspect a teen. Um, 
But yeah, like as I started watching one of the videos, I got an eerie feeling. Like, well, yeah, that'll happen. Yeah, I mean, I freak myself out watching watching Nuke sometimes. If you can hear a scratching sound, by the way, of course, the cat's... She's associated the recorder coming out with <laughs> going to use a litter. She gets a minute's peace. Maybe she does. But yeah, no, it's an interesting one. It is an interesting one because I do think that there is a, there seems to be an unknown... You know the way Jot's just one of those things mm. was coined as a term by... I forget her name. Rose Barrington, Marie Rose Barrington, maybe. Um... Because she cleverly put together, like, you know, when these things happen, when one person mislays the keys or thinks they've mislaid the keys, then they turn up somewhere where they know they haven't been, but they put it down to just one of those things. Mm. Nothing else spooky surrounds the whole thing for years, maybe. So, therefore, it's never registered in the brain as a paranormal experience. Maybe this happens with the likes of media. So, like I'm saying, seriously, in, in the last three months, I've had about three or four emails saying... This has only happened to me since I've started listening to the dark paranormal. I think that's suggestibility. Well, it could be suggestibility, but my point is, suggestibility doesn't necessarily mean it's not a real event. Do you know what I mean? It, it, like, the mind is a wonderful thing. As we know, if if you believe you can or you believe you can't, you're right in both situations. You quoted my coach, my fitness coach. No, no. You are, you're quoting Coach Kozak. I'm not quoting your fucking fitness coach. You, you are. No. no, I don't have like a, a personal fitness coach, but I watch these videos. And I don't, don't watch them, rather. I do these videos. And he says, something I've said to you loads of times, those who think, one of his mantras is, those who think they can and those who think they can't are both right. Which yeah. is very inspiring when you're working out. Yeah, but it's also, I think it's, it's relevant to this. It's because like, yeah. Yes, so do I. I'm just saying, just example, so you know, that's coming from Coach Goza. Well, my example of it is jumping the River Alt when we were kids. There was a river by a fishing stream or a fishing lake that genuinely, it was like literal hard evidence that if you believe, if you had it like one day, one week we'd go there and I'd be like, I can't jump that. And I would always land with my feet in the river. In the in like sploosh mm. and be have my feet soaking. There'd be other times I'd be like, I'm doing this, no fucking sweat, and I'd land on the bank. And it was because of belief. It was solely down to the power of belief. Yeah, I believe that. Um, but that was that. But, yeah, but that's that's still, that's still only internal. There was no greater yeah, power. There. Yeah, no. But my point is, it was still only internal, but it resulted in a physical outcome. Yeah, but due to your own actions. Yes, due to my own internal actions, a physical outcome was achieved. Yeah, due to belief. Now, my yeah. point is, maybe your mind gets into a susceptible place where due to your own internal actions and belief, it results in a physical outcome, a physical paranormal outcome. No, th- see, that last bit there is where you're making too much of a leap. Uh, or are you suggesting that there's paranormal things going on all the time that we're completely oblivious to, but by watching the dark paranormal, oh, sorry, by listening to the dark paranormal, you're unlocking access to that? Maybe, yeah, yeah. You're, you're more aware. It's like that older saying than fucking Coach Kozak saying, um, if you look into the dark, don't be surprised when it looks back. Mm. Which is a very true thing. It's a very, very true thing. Yeah, but I mean, there is... Like, you'd start, you start seeing things... When you're in something, you start seeing things related to that more frequently, don't you? Yeah, yeah. But there's a, there, is a, there is a strange underlying current towards being alive that is yet to be tapped into there's a guy right there's a thing called seriality which a guy killed himself oh, over you when you got into seriality 
It's insane. It's hard work. God, you were insufferable going on about this. But it, it was insane. It's absolutely insane. And he was saying like about patterns repeating and stuff like this. And he'd be like... It was the worst. No, he was like, like if you look out for it, it'll happen. Like, you know, you, you'll... If you see, like, if you stood at a crossroads, for example, and you're waiting for cars to go past, you'll notice, you'll be like, okay, Ford, there's a Ford, there's a Toyota, there's a Ford, there's a Toyota. Okay, so I can expect to see a series now of, like, Hyundai, and then three or four Hyundai will go past on the bounce. It happens in roulette. Right, no, I had such short shrift with this, because... Yeah, the example you always used to give was like about red cars and you'd be like, oh, so if you see three red cars in a row, then the next one, it's either going to be another red one or it's not. And I'm like, there's no mystery here. Like, yeah, of course it is. It could be red. It could not be red. There's no, there's no, I, I, I don't know what you're on about. No, no, it's about balance. There's always a balance to things. It's like, it's like if you see grey, black, grey, black, grey, black, you know, the next one's going to be red. Do you know, there's a, it's a higher percentage. Right, you don't it's know that, the next one's going to be red, but whatever it was, you'd be like, ah, see, whether it was red, blue, grey or black, you'd always be like, ah, see, that's so reality. Like, what are you talking about? It has to be something. But there's a guy who drew, drove himself so mad. He drove me mad. Seriality, he topped himself because he, he, he figured he'd kind of under, because they reckon at the very basis of life, it's zeros and ones, it's all maths. And he reckoned he'd kind of twigged something about that and it drove him so mad he couldn't cope that's very sad that is very sad but we're not going to end today's reddit corner on a sad note we're going to end it on a happy note because we're currently viewing eurovision tickets aren't we they go on sale tomorrow yeah it's getting a bit tense getting a bit tense we haven't um i don't know we're gonna get them no people have been saying to us why don't you move out and rent your your house because it's in liverpool city center Mm. apparently there are places in liverpool on Airbnb that are charging thousands of pounds per night. Yeah. Like hotels. Apparently the Radisson, on the day before the announcement that Liverpool got Eurovision, was selling a room for £150 for the night. The day That night when Liverpool were announced as the winners, the cost of that room went up to £1,200 for the night. Well, yeah, I mean, hotels do that, don't they? That's the thing. I feel like I called your bluff a bit on this, because while I was away, when I was working away... You messaged to say um, someone reckons you it was something ridiculous like twelve grand a night right? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> across the room. So and you were like, oh, we should do this, we should do this. So I said to you, yeah, right. If you can get twelve grand a night for it, be my guest. Put it online. Yeah. Get you know get it, and we'll we'll figure out somewhere else to stay like that. Uh, you know, crack on. But when it was suddenly you doing it, yeah, it wasn't <laughs> it was awesome. A bit of a changing story. I don't know. Also, I think like just like we, we discussed yesterday, I just. I, like ripping someone off that much, I just like couldn't. You know, turn, if if you've done an Airbnb, I couldn't in good conscience turn up with someone with the keys. And go, here's the keys, and by the way, thanks for the six grand a night we're charging you. A lot of the companies will pay for it, though. A lot of people will be working around, and the companies will pay for it. Yeah, though, still couldn't do it. Couldn't do it because you don't want to be taking the photos and. Go and deal with all the hassle of actually putting yeah, it up yeah. online. I mean, it's also not my house. Oh there is that. This is how to be my guest. I just knew that when you were like, oh, we could get 12 grand for this, I knew that you wanted this work to fall on me. So I was like, yeah. oh, by all means, you crack on with it. If you can get 12 grand, crack on and we'll stay somewhere else. And you're suddenly like, oh, maybe, maybe it's not. Maybe you can't get that at all. Maybe you can't get that at all. But anyway, um, yeah, we're looking, uh, we're going to, the Eurovision tickets go on sale tomorrow. We'll, we'll, 
we're going to go and see one of them. They're on. It's on for six days. So you've got the semi-finals, the warm-ups, the this, the that, the other. Yeah. And we were undecided genuinely whether we'd sooner be there on the night of the final or do what we've always done and watch it at home. Because part of the joy is like Graham Norton's commentary. Mm. The you know you're not shoulder to shoulder with people. But we've always said we want to be there. So if we're not there, we're going to be sad. Well, we'll see. We'll yeah, see. We'll have to see. Anyway, thank you, Becca, for allowing us into your dark and dingy, beautiful corner. You're welcome. And um, discussing Reddit with us. Thank you for visiting Reddit Corner with Becca. And we'll speak to you again next week, unless you get whisked away to some foreign country. Maybe. It might be seriality in action. might be seriality in action. Maybe. They all come at once. Mm. Okay. Tatty bye. Bye, guys. Bye.